Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. This is Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities to explain our universe. Get comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. So let's see if we're live again, everybody. Sorry about that. For whatever reason, I think we got cut off, and we're not really sure why. But uh, I don't think we said anything appropriate, did we? Inappropriate? No, okay. we always say inappropriate things. Well, Especially inappropriate, last week, yes. But, uh, yeah, but, so but that was kind of weird. It didn't. When I checked on the stream, it said that the stream had been interrupted, which leads me to believe that it might be just some type of connection error, possibly even on the Wirecast or Facebook's part. Um, but let's just keep chugging along. I actually messed up my stream, too. I was recording instead of going live, so now I'm live. <laughs> um, well, I, th- I think we're set now. Um, everybody, we apologize for that. We don't. I don't know what happened, but... It- I know it paused. <laughs> it's, it's it's our favorite program. Yeah, well, it's, so, it's it's this program that we have is just wonderful. Everybody knows yep. how much we love it. It's great. And, Even uh, though you all know us by now, Eddie's your host, Eddie Hill. We're here with Renee Rodriguez and me, Dylan Holiday, the big Quincy. And uh, today we're just going to be uh, having kind of an open discussion about uh, everything and anything. So, Continue. with that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Our open discussion basically means that what would you all like to talk about today? Basically because we have no guest. So uh, here we go. Uh, we'd like to welcome Emily. She is on here. Emily Stakely. We have Rick Quick, Warren. Up, and yep. we have uh, Jimmy Stimmel. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, man? I haven't seen you in a coon's age. But uh, yeah, so we've got everybody on here right now that's uh, joining back. And apparently, like I said, we... You know, dump signal earlier and, you know, lost everything. So we had to kind of restart it all. Hey, we're losing you again. We can barely hear you. You can barely hear me? 
your 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 audio is just cutting in and out at certain points. It must be your your uh, your rates that are being used right now. There must be too much. Fr- what do they call that, Renee? Um, I have no idea what you're getting at. Like on a computer, your not your frames, but your your I don't know your internet. I don't know. Oh, we, hey, we, <laughs> a, hey, uh, hey, Sue Montague is on. Hi, Sue. How's it going? We haven't seen um, Sue in a long time, Dylan. Yeah, I know. Uh, we haven't seen Emily in a long time, uh, but Sue did come onto my YouTube comments this morning, and I, I messaged her back. I always go right back, uh, and I answer most all of my comments. Um, but Sue Sue commented this morning. I appreciate it so much. But uh, while we're just sitting here kind of uh, playing with our willies, uh, I'll read this Deadly Dogman story. <laughs> from Washington, PA. Now, to give you guys an idea of of where Washington, PA is, um, Washington, PA is close to Pittsburgh. It's probably like 15 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, whereas I'm like 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. So it's not that far away. As a matter of fact, last year we were playing baseball games in uh, in Washington, PA. This is the story. This is the short one, and then we'll move to the long one. It's dated November of 1987 in the early morning. It's also anonymous. I was hunting during doe season in the woods. I parked my truck on the side of a road in Washington County. It was right on the border near Greene County. Anyway, I was in a tree stand looking for deer, and I heard a lot of rustling leaves near me. I saw this wolf-like thing running on its hind legs. It stopped for a moment, sniffed the air, and then ran off. I sat in the tree stand for hours till the sun was high in the sky. Then I cautiously returned to my truck. I gave up hunting after my experience. And that's his story. How do we feel about it, boys? I like it. So that story didn't have a lot of meat and potatoes to it. Uh, so if if my next article will load here, um, this one has some meat and potatoes. Uh, as a matter of fact, Eddie, I read these to you when you told me to, to look up the Pennsylvania stories. And there's only two, and there's still only two. But this one is the real meat and potatoes. So this is uh, two separate sightings. Um both encounters happened just after midnight. One happened in 2007. The other happened in 2010. This woman says, My husband was on his way to work around 4 a.m. On a, on a rural road. While rounding an S-bend with his headlights, he hit a large, dark brown figure that was sitting about 30 feet off the road, watching the road. He described the figure as 4 feet tall, sitting with legs bent out in front of it. A wolf-like face, large pointed ears. He does not remember the eye shine. (laughs) Leaning back on human-like arms, my husband immediately felt endangered and floored his vehicle's accelerator. This man has no fear of humans. I have known him for 30 years and have never seen him afraid of any natural being. He's hunted and fished since childhood. It took him a couple of years before he told me about this sighting. He said his first thought was that the thing can catch this car, rip me out, and eat me if it wants. He was paranoid and had his head on a swivel all that day. Still to this day, he cannot drive past that location without feeling, quote, some kind of way, end quote. The second sighting occurred in 2010, and it happened to a co-worker. I noticed she was acting strangely whenever we talked about spooky things, so I asked her uh, what was up. She said, uh, quote, 
okay, uh, don't think I'm crazy, end quote. Then she went on to tell me how one night she was driving from a late second shift, which is between midnight and 1 a.m. Eddie knows a lot about those. He's working all night. Um, all the time. I love it. About about five about five or so miles from where the first sighting occurred, she had slowed down to a near stop. She had turned onto a road that would take her home, and that's when she began to hear something. What sounded like running alongside her car, that's when she glanced out her driver's side window and saw the most horrible face. Her first thought was, Werewolf! She described it as being black and gray in color, with large teeth. She said she didn't look again, but I could hear it running next to the car. She said, I was going 40 to 50 miles an hour, and that's no joke. Oh, hold it was on, on a back call road. In. Hold on. Hello? Welcome to Paranormal hey, Analytical. Hello, how are you guys? Doing good. Who are we talking to? I am Rick Warren. Rick, it's a pleasure to have you calling in, man. Dylan, can you hold on well, to that story you. right where you left off? Mark it. Dylan. Oh, well, I think we, we have them on hold right now. But, uh, yeah, Rick, what you got going on? Oh, nothing. I was just sitting here uh, watching some uh, Royals baseball, and I thought I'd join your show tonight and see what was going on. And uh, I had some interesting, an interesting thought uh, thrown my way today, and it was really, it caught me kind of off guard. But uh, what is your thought? And I was just going to throw this out as maybe a group discussion. I was wondering what our, your thought was as far as the NDEs and what have we learned from those, if anything, concerning... You're talk, did you say EVPs, electronic voice phenomena? No, in. DEs, near-death experiences. Oh, the near-death experiences. Oh, yeah. Right. I had a I had an interesting conversation today with an individual that uh, it really intrigued me, and I was just wondering what the group might think or what other individuals may have experienced concerning that. And I'll just throw that open to you guys. And uh, hey, thanks for letting me talk. Absolutely, Rick. I appreciate it. So, everybody, near-death experiences. What's your thoughts on near-death experiences? And I'm going to get Renee and uh, Dylan back online, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Rick, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. All right, brother. Take care, man. And and we'll go to uh, see if we can get some people to comment on the chat room. If anybody on the chat room has uh, comments on uh, near-death experiences, go to put them in the chat room as well, too, so that everybody can uh, kind of see what's going on. And, Rick, we will talk to you here soon, man. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, do we have my co-host back? Uh, maybe not. Try again. Well, we're trying to get everybody back here. But so on near-death experiences, what does everybody think? Is this something that anybody has any idea what's going on as far as the near-death experiences? Renee, are you all there? Uh, Dylan? Wow, I lost everybody. Hmm. 
Let me see. I'm trying to get them all back here. See what happened to the whole crew. <clears throat> okay, do I have everybody back now? Uh, yeah. We're here now. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah I lost everybody there for a minute. Uh, but we had the call in come in. And what Rick was wanting to know is what everybody's opinion is on the near-death experiences. Uh, what do you, what, what about, how do we feel In other about words, what have, have, have we learned anything from people who have come forward with near-death experiences? Uh, what do we think about all the reports of this bright light, this tunnel that a lot of people see? Am I, am I allowed to get kind of dark on the show for a minute? Do it. Because it answers the question. Go ahead and get do dark. It, do it, do it. Okay, when I was a young kid, uh, when I was born, I was I was premature. Um, I was born December twenty second, nineteen ninety nine, and I was due January twenty second of two thousand. I came a month early. Um, I, when I was born, I had a lot of deficiencies. I needed an incubation, uh, an incubation unit, um, and I pretty much spent the first three years of my life in and out of a hospital. Throughout this time, I did come in and out of life numerous times. Uh, when I talked to my mother about it um, much later in life, I asked her how many times I had passed away. And she said she quit counting at about 15. So here's a story for you. Here's a scoop, which kind of answers the question, but kind of doesn't. Okay, so my mother, I was, I must have been like three years old because my mother had decided she was going to go back to work. Um, so my mother had gotten a job. She had set up a daycare for me and she had dropped me off at the daycare and um, she had handed me over and she was explaining to the people, look, my son is very sick. They've told us for years that they don't think he's going to survive. It's a miracle that he's here now. Uh, Please, extra caution, extra care, make sure he's breathing. So my mother left. She went to work. My mother says that she got to work, and she started working, and then something went hazy. Something didn't feel right. And she felt like she needed to, to go get me. When she got back, uh, she said she got in her car. She doesn't remember how she got back to the daycare, but she had to have driven. She said she lost that entire time frame, though, which, according to some people, means maybe my mother was abducted by aliens. <laughs> oh, I had to throw that zinger in there. Um, so my mother gets back to the, the daycare, and I was dead. And my mother had to do um, some rescue breathing, now, and she had to rush real, me. Let me go let ahead, me, Eddie. Excuse me. Let me stop you right there for a moment. So, was anybody at the daycare aware that you know you had passed on, and you were just kind of like no. laying there? No, no. So when my mother got there, um, no, nobody was aware. My mother was was very upset, but no, nobody nobody was aware that I had stopped breathing. Um, the, so I guess what my from what my mother told me, um, she said she went in there and, and asked where I was, and the lady said I just put him down to sleep, and she came over to me and I was not breathing. Um, now obviously, look, I don't remember that I was three years old. I don't remember this. I don't remember when I was dying fifteen times, you know, as an infant. Um, I did have an encounter that I do remember, uh, which I'll tell after I finish this one. 
because uh, I've cheated death more times than just about anybody, and uh, that's why that's why my injuries and all that, you know, we, we love to talk about all that. But so my mother rushed me to the hospital, and they were able to get me, and they told her, you know, had she been even three minutes late, there was no saving me. And uh, that really stuck with her, uh, and it still does. And, and she she doesn't like to talk about it. Maybe one day I can have her on as a guest, and, and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, that uh, would but, be interesting. But, I mean, she, but basically, she, you were just you were DRT, or what, you know, we called dead right there, yeah, and, yeah. and nobody even knew. Yeah, nobody had any idea. And like I said, she doesn't like to talk about it. But maybe one day uh, I can I can get her on and uh, and we can discuss it and have a nice little family bonding. Now the next story, I was a little bit older. I must have been like five years old because uh, I was in kindergarten or first grade. As a matter of fact, no, I was in kindergarten. Um, I went to kindergarten at a school um, in downtown in the city when I used to live in the city as a boy. And something that they have young people do, in the North especially, every school does it here. I don't know if they do it in the South uh, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, They take you to a swimming pool and they try to teach you how to swim and they also try to teach you trust activities. Okay, so we have a YMCA here in the city. So we went to the YMCA um, to, to learn how to swim. Well, I've always had a fear of of deep water, okay? I have always had a fear of deep water. First off, I understand my size would would likely make you think, oh my God, this is a great, great white whale. He he belongs in the oceans. (laughs) I'm telling you, sorry for the setup, but I thought it was worth the payoff. I was going to say something, but I'm not. (laughs) No, go ahead. It's okay. I give you permission. Come on, Eddie. You got to say it. No, 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 no. You know, we were just talking about, you know, you swimming in the ocean and stuff like that. And the comment you made and, you know, for for whatever reason, I was just thinking of SeaWorld. I don't know why, but. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, free the whales. Free my brothers. Um, But but so, uh, you know, I've always known that I was afraid of water. And um, so one of the activities that they had us do was we were to go to the deep end of the pool and we were to jump from the, you know, the pool where you can stand to our teachers who were like pretty far back in the water. Like they weren't like right in front of you. Like it wasn't like you just drop straight down. Well, um, anything, you know, if you know anything about gravity and, and when, you, when you're scared, especially when you're jumping into water and you're scared and you're being forced to do it, you know, you're you're terrified. So when I jumped, I jumped too short and oh. I went straight down and I remember falling in the water and it was like a movie. Like I felt like I was out of my body and I was just falling and like I could just see the water you know the bright the bright blue water in the bottom of the pool and it felt like an eternity and i must have passed out and um i had an elderly woman give me mouth to mouth you lucky dog 
Oh man, and she she brought me back, and uh, I mean that's that's uh, that's the closest to dying that I remember, um, and I don't know if I mean I don't know if you consider that dying, but I will tell you that when I was in this incapacitated state, um, I saw total blackness, um, but I could hear like like everything. Well, like, you know, they do say that your hearing is the last thing to go when you cross over. Your hearing is the last uh, sensory that you you have, you know, before, you know, finally lights out. Yeah, the, the way that I describe it when I talk about the story is it was like I was underwater and I know I was still underwater, but I could hear everything these people were saying and, and you know, they were screaming and... Uh, they were screaming for this lifeguard and the lifeguard jumped in and I could hear her splash and then I I couldn't feel her pick me up but I heard when I came out of the water and then she put, set me down on the side and she was just saying don't worry everyone it's going to be okay remain calm and then she proceeded to, to lock lips with the little big Quincy and uh, thank thank goodness she that, didn't uh, want to let go of there. that did she uh Oh, well, you know, man, I am a, I'm a sexy boy. Um, but uh, I hope that uh, kind of answers well, your question with a fun little little story well, there. Let, let me get into um, a little bit of different things here, because as a matter of fact, it, it was funny that Rick should mention that uh, this topic, because earlier today I was actually listening to a lady speak who uh, was a uh, she had she was talking about basically similar something similar to the Matrix. And I'm not talking about, you know, we're all plugged into some big computer system or anything like that. But um, to to get her point across what she was talking about as far as spirits and, and uh, reincarnation and that kind of a thing is that the basically she was talking in the DNA sense of each person's DNA and how a lot of people talk about um, the fact that we have all this junk DNA that nobody really knows what it's for and you know they so they call it junk well obviously it's there for a reason i'm sure but according to her she said that each person's dna is basically like a passcode for a certain soul to take over that body to to be able to uh be a part of that body to to engulf that body and and use it as a vessel or a vehicle basically to move around here on earth so whenever a person passes uh that basically it's like you know your car finally you know that's it it goes kaput and you know and it's done that soul moves on to a different body and there's like a dna code that that soul has to unlock in order to become part of that vessel to to come forward again and that was kind of her description of this whole thing which was kind of weird because i mean we don't know a lot about some of the dna that or i should say most of the dna that's in our bodies we know what some of it is we know what some of it does but we don't know what what it, you know the whole function of all the dna that's why it's classified as junk yeah we 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 lost you okay it, what about now i should be coming back well, you're good yep you're good okay so yeah so this junk dna I feel actually may serve a purpose. I mean, it, it may be that code that unlocks the body 
for that soul to take over. That's now, not far off of, from what um, Stephen Hawking believed. I mean, it is, but it's not. Stephen Hawking's belief was that when you died, the last thing that you saw was blackness, and the first thing that you see is blackness. And what his belief was is that when you die, your your first, your last experience is blackness, and your first experience is blackness coming out of the womb. And I'll, that was what Stephen Hawking believed. I wonder if he. Yeah. I wonder if. if he was waiting for that when he passed away if he was like okay you know i'm gonna go through all this it's gonna everything's gonna go black and then i'm gonna be born you know i'm gonna be you know in a delivery room somewhere coming back a new being yeah hey eddie but all the investigations we've done before we don't automatically return back into a living body no i i don't know if we would automatically return back or if it may be something that we're given a choice. I mean, there's a lot of theories on this. I mean, and you really can't do a hypothesis on it because there's no way to actually experiment completely with it. But I, but, but I will tell you, come I will back tell as a person anyway, you we, could come back can. as anything. You yeah, could come exactly. back as a fly. You, you know, there's an old, there's an old Johnny Cash song with the highwayman called the highwayman where he talks about all, all his reincarnations of life. And at the end of the song, he says, you know, I may simply be a single drop of rain. You really don't know what you become. If there is this possibility of, um, past lives and, and, and well, here's the thing, Dylan. There, there are a lot of documented cases right now that deal with reincarnation, that deal with children. Most of them are children. We have one case where a child kept, you know, as of, at a very young age, continuously kept drawing airplanes on fire and airplanes crashing and battleships, and, you know, aircraft carriers, all of this stuff. And there, and when they started talking to him and asking asking him when he could start speaking, he said, "Oh well, you know that was my plane at one time." And they're like, "What do you mean that was your plane at one time?" He goes, "Well, he goes, I crashed and died." And his parents were, you know, flabbergasted. They were like, "What is this kid talking about?" You know. And uh, come to find out, they finally got out of him the name of the aircraft carrier which was he was on, and I don't remember what it was, but. Uh, apparently that aircraft carrier did exist. Uh, the name that he gave that he used to be did exist and was a pilot on that aircraft carrier. And there was only one pilot killed on that aircraft carrier during the war. And it was the pilot that he gave the name of that he said that he was at that one point in time. See, that's interesting. And another another case of that is a young man uh, that claimed, you know, in his last life he was a woman named Pam who unfortunately jumped from a burning hotel in Chicago. And they liked all the same things. And um, this boy had a lot of shows. Uh, he was on a lot of shows. And then one day, uh, you know, it was like Pam's spirit left him and he forgot completely about it and he never talked about it again um, after he reached a certain point. So it is interesting that there are people that do know these things about other people's lives and how they ended, how they lived, what they liked when they lived. That is kind of spooky, and it, maybe it does give, um, you know, give to that that maybe there are uh, past lives and future lives. But like I said, there's no guarantee you come well, back as a human here, being. Here's another cool, interesting fact about that little kid. His parents found that this guy that this pilot that 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 was shot down his friend on that aircraft carrier was still alive and they introduced that little boy to to his friend 
and the little boy was talking to him about the planes, about the ship, all this kind of stuff that he remembered from this, you know, possible past life. And the buddy of that guy that got shot down, who was already an old man, looked at the looked at the family and said, "Everything he's saying is exactly true." You know, there there's no uh, there there's no, nothing that 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 is uh, off about any of his uh, memory as far as you know the way things were on the ship, the plane, the plane that he was in, the plane that was shot down, his remembrance of what happened when he got shot down, because apparently the 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 buddy of that other pilot, I think, was in that same uh, in that same battle and saw that plane go down. So I mean, uh, and the kid said that when the plane went down. You know, he saw the water coming up, and then he saw the water coming up, and there the next go. thing you know, uh, he was everything went black. And there was another case of another little boy who said, kept saying that he, uh, his current parents were. Uh, I think just, Eddie's lost in yeah. space. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. So this other little boy said that. Nope. Not anymore. Yep. That is so weird. I've been having all kind of internet trouble. Yeah. But I think it's because of all this rain. But uh, this other little boy said that he, he had passed away, and he fell off a little drop, like a little uh, a little pier, a little bridge, uh, trying to, you know, when he went into the water to save his sister, because her sister fell in, and he ended up drowning. He hit his head on a rock and drowned. Well, and he kept referring to these other parents that he had and the family didn't understand what he was talking about they ended up getting other people involved they kind of started getting an area down where he was talking about they ended up going over there and the little kid started pointing until he took him to his former house and this former house that he took him to the lady went up there and told them the mother you know or the lady that came out of the house i'm sorry to bother you but this is what's going on. This is what's being said. Can can you come out and uh, talk to my son? The little boy gets out of the car and said, "Yeah, that's my mo- that was my mom." And she and the lady looked at him. She goes, "Well, what happened to you?" And he, he said, "I uh, I fell off a pier just over this other direction." And he pointed, and and I hit my head on a rock and I drowned. And she said, "Can you show me where?" And the little boy took him straight to where that pier was, and where he'd fallen into the water. And the lady concurred that that's exactly what took place to her son see that's super that's super interesting you know the idea of the idea of being you know something else in a past or or in a future is super interesting and it's something you know many religions don't touch up upon and, and i do think that more no probably most should talk about this well they well they talk about it but you know um I don't think they go into as much detail as, as people would wish, you know, because um, there are... Most of them do. I think you're, you're, I think you're getting confused with, with Christianity. Can you turn your gain up a little bit, Renee? Okay, hold on one second here. Okay, how about now? Keep tur- crank it up a little bit, about halfway. I already did. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 he sounds good to me, Eddie. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Go ahead, Renee. Well, okay, I think you, you're getting confused with Christianity. We, they do believe in reincarnation, but it's something that was taken out. Yeah. So they don't talk about that anymore, but most other religions talk about it, and it, it happens. I mean, it's true. It happens. We There's so many thousands and thousands and thousands of of books and, and reports, people, of coming back to life. 
some religions will practice. Let's say I pass away. My wife, would, what she would do is actually ask her to do this. This is an experiment I actually asked my wife to do is when I die, uh, I want her to mark my toe. So what I want her to do, this sounds kind of morbid, but it's an experiment I want to try. I know I won't be able to see the results, but I want to prove to other people that there's such things in incarnation. So what I asked her to do is when I, if I pass away before she does, I want her to mark my toe by either uh, cutting it like I make it like a symbol in there or mark it with a marker. But I actually told her I prefer it. It sounds like I said, it's morbid. I want her to cut my toe. So what happens in, if, if usually your souls will travel in groups and it's usually a family groups or friends. And the next person or people, I don't know if it's a girl or boy, is gonna, is gonna be born in my group, my family group, should have that mark on, on her toe, his or her toes. I know that's practiced a lot in certain religions, but as as a Western society, we don't ever talk about it. Can I mark you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Say it again. Can I mark you? Uh, no, because you'll end up making me go to I don't know, like six 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 or something. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you put it put it on my forehead and come out as a baby. It'll be six 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 with Damien. Yeah. And then I'll hey, I'm I'm around. I have an interesting thought here because uh, uh-huh. I just I just realized this. Should I finish this story? This story. Yeah, as started? a matter of fact, you know what? You were in the middle of that story, but yeah, go ahead. Let's let's hear it. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, sorry, I had to spit out my seed. Uh, do I recap or do I just? Does everyone remember where we were? Go to <laughs> recap. Okay, great. Um, so. Uh, her first thought was werewolf she described as being black gray in color it had large teeth she said she didn't look again uh, but she could hear it running next to her uh, until she reached a speed of 40 to 50 miles an hour that's no joke on a back road she was scared out of her wits she arrived home she ran to the door she dropped the keys went inside closed all the curtains and she did not sleep a wink that night we are both nurses and I've known her for about seven years she grew up in New New York City and is not a storyteller. Neither of these people likes to talk about their experiences, um, and you can see a change in them uh, when their encounters are brought up. I don't need to see one to believe in them. I know they exist, and that is the story. So what do you think of that, Dylan? I mean, as far as, you know, the fact that you could possibly have these... uh, deadly dogmen these werewolves they're so, close to your house the one in washington county did not give enough information for me to really uh, believe however this one here that is from a bucks county the second one the these other two i guess that i've read um they're believable to me um I do think that it's, you know, it's not uncommon, you know, that if someone sees something that they don't want to talk about it. I know if I saw something, I probably wouldn't want to talk about it because I wouldn't want people to think I'm some kind of lunatic. And that's even what this lady uh, supposedly told her co-worker. She said, you know, don't think I'm crazy. Um, so it is terrifying. Um, and maybe maybe I can look up some other some other encounters from other states if, if you guys think that would be interesting maybe maybe I can read some other um, other encounters would everybody be interested in that I think oh, that would be a great idea if you looked it up and while you're doing that I'm going to get Renee to talk a little bit about 
his experiences that he's had with uh, some of these, uh, I guess you could say, uh, hauntings that we've uh, encountered as well, too. Oh, man, which one do you want to talk about? Take your pick. Which one's the most memorable for you? Mm, man. The ones that I personally seen, uh, I think the uh, the push at, uh, I know I talk about this all the time, the push I got at St. Anthony's Hotel. So if, if you guys haven't heard, I'm going to recap it anyways. So I, uh, I was working at a hotel in San Antonio. The place was called the St. Anthony's Hotel. So I was there, I, I was uh, an IT guy there installing the wireless internet through the whole building. So uh, one day we were running cable from the 10th floor to the third floor through a, oh wait, I'm getting confused, it's a different story. I was in the comm closet of the hotel and I was programming a switch, a Cisco switch uh, for the net, for the networking side of it. And uh, it's a tiny little closet, it's small. It was a laundry chute room. So all, all they do is, is take a little cart in there and they dump the laundry, you know, the towels and linen down the chute and it goes down to the basement. So it's a small room and we hung up one of the switches above the door. I was in there for hours. I, got, I was getting tired of it. So I walk out of the, uh, of, the, of the little room and I had my back to the door. And in front of me, there's a hallway and it went about, man, I say about 60 feet to the left and maybe about 40, 50 feet to the right, a long hallway. And about 10 feet to the right of me, there was another quick right to go down another hallway. And so I was standing there, just, just my own thing. I was not in ghost mode. I was in IT mode. And um, I look over to the right. And I see one of my guys running cable. He's way down at the other end. And I'm saying they're just kind of just hanging out. And all of a sudden, somebody, something shoves me, like shoves me in the back of the head, like super hard. Like it, it scared it scared me pretty bad because I wasn't expecting it. And uh, I look around and no one's behind me. There's, there's no way somebody got be, could have got behind me or either side of me because my back was to that door. And there's no way anybody can got in that door or around me. But the, the, the thing is with this push, this shove, I felt the hand on my head, but I felt uh, like fingers that were electrical. It was like a static, like a hard shock. So whenever it pushed me, I felt electricity run from my top of my head all the way down to my back. And it gave me this disgusting, gross feeling. Uh, it's I felt like uh, I was like unwashed. It was unclean. That's the best way I can describe it. And it was probably one of the, the the scariest, coolest things that I've experienced because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't in ghost mode. I was just minding my own business. And that hotel has many, many, many stories about hauntings there. Uh, I've also seen black orbs in there. I've actually seen with my own eyes uh, orbs shoot from one side of a little closet to the other side. I've taken a picture of what it kind of looks like a... Man, the best way I can describe it looks like a fairy in the ceilings of that hotel. I we've done investigations with Eddie. We we um we heard uh, music in there. Remember that, Eddie? Oh man, the piano. Uh, yep, we heard the piano in there. 
Uh, I've had my name called out in that hotel. Uh, one of my coworkers had his name called out in the hotel. Oh, man, what else has happened in the hotel? Oh, there was a one room in the second floor where we actually heard the piano. Uh, see, I worked there a lot. I worked there for a couple of years running, you know, doing the Internet, doing the networking, doing the wireless. Because I worked for another company that did the service for them. And every single time, even when the air conditioner was turned off, that room would be freezing cold. Freezing, freezing cold. Uh, let me see what else has happened at a hotel. Oh, there's a story of a lady in red on the seventh floor. Oh, I'm sorry, the tenth floor that runs around. Uh, I've had guests talk to me and tell me that the water on the fourth floor, I believe, she told me it was on the fourth floor, that the water would turn on. Uh, they were staying there for a couple of nights and they would uh, hear the water running in the middle of the night. They'd get up and turn it off and they hear it again. They'd fall asleep and the water be turned back on. Granted, it might have been just a, a mess up faucet, uh, but what she told me, she said it was kind of hard to turn. Uh, so I, I don't know what to believe about that. I don't, I don't know if that was true or not. Um, let me see. What else have I seen in a hotel? That hotel was very active, wasn't it? It was all the time. There was tons of stuff in that hotel. Well, Renee, do you want me to read this while yeah. uh, while you get your thoughts? Okay. Go for it. So, Freestone County, Texas. Do you guys have uh, an idea of where that is? No. Have well, no idea. that is what it has here. This is the only Texas encounter that's on this website. They have encounters from most every state. Some states, unfortunately, don't have encounters yet. They also have encounters from Canada, uh, Brazil, and, and many other countries. But this is the only Texas encounter, which kind of surprises me. This took place April 23rd, 2016 at roughly 6.15 a.m. I was out at my grandparents' house hunting coyotes as usual. This time, oh, as usual this time of year. I was hiking through my next door neighbor's land to get the wood covered land in the back to get the wood to to get to the wood covered land in the back. Why not just say the woods? While I was hiking, I got the feeling I was being followed by something to my right. I stopped and switched the red tint on my headlamp to my spotlight but didn't see anything. Then I switched back to my headlamp, and I pulled my rifle back up and continued my hike. It was 6.15, and the sun was just coming up. I was sitting in a, in a hide um, I'd made the day before. That's when I saw something behind a group of trees on my left. It was crouching. I raised my rifle, looked through the scope, and froze when I saw the creature staring back at me. I panicked and fired a shot off. That's when I, it stood up and took off, deeper into the woods. I sat there probably another 25 minutes before I decided it was safe to head in and did so. Later that day, I grabbed my grandfather, and we both went out where I had seen the creature, when it stood up on two legs and took off. We measured where I had seen it, and it was roughly seven and a half feet tall. To this day, I'm terrified to go out at night or in the early mornings. See, just another of thousands and thousands of... And there are. Um, I mean, if you name a state, any name a state. Um, Wisconsin. Let's go Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Okay, that's it. Yep, there we go. Here's Georgia. Uh, there's only one from one from Georgia. We have Hebersham County, Georgia. 
Um, this took place September of 2015, so almost, uh, what, three years? We can infer that it's been three years. Um, this is this story is from Mike P, um, and the time is 9:45 p.m. This took place three weeks ago. Yeah, this took t- took place three weeks ago. I was driving home from an event with my friend, or with my fiance. Uh, it was already dark out and was raining when we hit the road that night. I myself was driving, and my fiance was in the passenger seat. We had been driving about 15 minutes at most. Uh, when we got to the part of the road where I had noticed a rather large figure in the opposite lane of the, uh, of the two-way road. Uh, it seemed to be on all fours and was grayish in color. It was very quick, uh, which was startling given the conditions. I asked my fiance if she had seen it. She said yes, but she seemed spooked about it. I wanted to stop but couldn't because there was another car about 100 feet behind us. I also didn't look back because I wanted to stay focused on the road because of the poor conditions and the fact that we were in the area and uh, we were in the area that we had never been in until that night. I truly don't think it was a cow from what I saw. Um, I had it, I, I had of it. Or from the fleeting glimpse I had of it, its hair was more like a canine than anything. I would have to conclude that it was a dogman or a Bigfoot. I definitely wish I would have been able to get a longer look at it during the daytime. Uh, it was within feet of, of my door, but because it happened so quickly and the fact that I kept my focus on the road instead of turning to look at it, I didn't see it clearly. That was pretty much my encounter and just so you guys know i am not stumbling over words because i cannot read i'm stumbling over words because people make errors and when i read the errors i i do goof uh so i have to fix it uh renee you said wisconsin yep go for wisconsin okay well holy shit wisconsin has a bunch so uh we have woods county rock county three burnett county we have price county and brown county or uh so, oh, okay, we're not doing Burnett because that's a long one. I don't know if I can if I can maintain this. Um, so the Burnett one is it's the same story to my understanding, continued through three pages. Um, so we'll try to find a little bit of a shorter one, and I'll read the Burnett one on my own time, and then maybe one of these days I'll come back and give you guys the synopsis. This one that I will read, however, is from Woods County, uh, Wisconsin. Um, maybe five years ago one night, I was at a friend's house out in the country. I was in Vesper, Wisconsin, uh, when my friend's car uh, turned in and came rushing up the driveway. Uh, The car came to a halt and two of my other friends jumped out. They explained that they had seen something they couldn't describe. I asked them if they got a good look at whatever it was uh, that had them so shook up. They looked at each other and said yes. They said they were driving through the the country uh, on their way to join us and were driving past a farm when they noticed something in a ditch. Uh, The friend who was driving said he flashed his light to get a better look at whatever it was, and it raised up and ran across the road on all fours. It looked like it could walk on two legs if it wanted to. Uh, They both said this. Um, They said it looked like it was half dog, half man, or maybe like half dog and half monkey. They couldn't explain how the creature looked any better than that. They just kept trying to compare it to other animals. They said they were about 20 yards from it, and the brights were on, and they got a good look at it. 
Well, that's my story, and I'll never forget how stricken their faces were with panic and fear. I don't think they were lying. Uh, we'll go to... Okay, hold it, hold on right there real go quick, ahead. Dylan. Um, I want you to check Australia for Sue, and Rick wants you to check Kansas as well, and we're going to take a quick little break, and as soon as we get done with this one song, which is three minutes and five seconds... And we're going to listen to a little bit of Shalava, one of the new ones that she has out. So get ready, and we'll be right back. are back that wasn't didn't take actually didn't take too long at all but what we did here was she lava and that was the song sins of the night so that's uh you can find that on 
uh, https colon forward slash forward slash shilava that's s-h-e-i-l a-v-a dot bandcamp b-a-n-d-c-a-m-p dot com and uh you can get on there and you can check out some more of her songs and some of her albums and uh so we told her that we'd go ahead and play some of her stuff on here so that's what we're doing uh being that she's one of the supporting actresses for anunnaki so uh we appreciate y'all listening so dylan are we back yes we are i would like to say that while you guys were on your break because i have to entertain the youtube viewers somehow i started reading the uh the long one from uh wisconsin i believe it's pretty juicy from from the start of it it's pretty juicy because the guy says he's a skeptic but here is from canada for sue this is alberta canada uh this this posting is rather no, recent not, it came june 17th Canada. 2016 australia oh australia i thought who reco- did someone request canada no am i just losing my mind you're losing your mind it was oh aus- god it um was, it was let australia, me see australia it was australia oh. and kansas okay we have strict stri Australia. I'm so sorry. I can't pronounce that. Um, this is from 2009 between 6 and 8 p.m. from Martin L. Fink. My parents had a house in the countryside in Striteria. Uh, to give you a little layout of the area, we lived in the valley surrounded by other houses. The valley itself was surrounded by thick forest and still is. There were two bigger roads Yeah, you could not take... Uh, you could could take to leave the valley uh one would lead to the city the other went downhill to a small village both roads went through the forest i was 15 at the time and decided to spend the day at my friend's house in that village i stayed a little longer than i usually would and by the time i was ready to head home it was dark outside i had moped slash auto cycle at the time i don't know what that means uh which was or i maybe I don't know. I guess it's like a motorbike would be my best guess, uh, which was really slow up hills. So I rode out of the village and was riding over a bridge. Before I reached the end of the bridge, I thought I saw something to my right in the forest. But I figured it was nothing. Um, pressing on, I rode up the hills and on the road and continued through the forest. As soon as I passed the part where I thought I saw something in the forest, something stepped out of it. I couldn't see what it was because there were no street lights, but I had a bad feeling in my gut. I rode as fast as I could, around 21 miles per hour, and when I looked in the side mirror, I saw two yellowish eyes right behind me. Whatever it was followed me like that, halfway uh, through, until I reached a fork where a farmer had cut a little path in the forest. The entrance entrance to it is usually blocked by a gate, uh, similar looking to the uh, railroad gate. Uh, Whenever we Whatever was following me uh, just raced to the gate. It was way faster than my moped. That is not how you spell moped, by the way. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Jumped jumped over it and ran into the forest. We We don't have bears or werewolves here. And why would a deer follow me? Also, not how you spell deer. <laughs> Let alone that close, maybe two feet away. Sadly, it wasn't my last encounter with this thing. Well, he doesn't go on to talk about his next encounter. So, um, that's your... There's another one from Australia. I guess I'll read that one. How maybe about that, the same Sue? Guy. We, no, you, this one's you anonymous. You do have these things in Australia. 
Yeah, I guess I guess Australia they're they're a hub. This is from seven oh seven sixteen at eleven oh six p.m. This is from someone who is anonymous. I had just gotten off a bus at a train station, was walking through a small shortcut. As I was walking down the street, I noticed someone at the end of the street in in the dark watching me. I didn't think much about it at the time. I checked my phone and uh, saw that the time was 11.06 p.m. When I looked back, I noticed pairs of glowing yellow gold-like eyes. Then I remembered that I had seen someone or something in that spot before. I stopped walking so I could get a better look at it. Suddenly, it went down on all fours and ran off. I could feel my heart beating, my fear rising. I waited a minute to calm down. After I went on walking, I looked back at my phone, and it was 11.08. When I looked back up, I saw it running back on the edge of the footpath I needed to use to cross the street. When I saw it, it was on all fours. Uh, it then started to stand on two legs and was watching me. I could feel its eyes staring at me. Then a few seconds later, as I, I was uh, still walking, trying to act like I couldn't see it, it went back down on all fours and ran down the road I needed to use to get home. As I rounded at the end of the street, I could see it running down the side of the road heading towards the forest. And that is the end of that one. So that's the end of Australia. Uh, where is the other place I'm supposed to be looking? Over in Wisconsin? Kansas. No, Kansas. Can't oh Jesus! Oh, my listening is awful. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we have Osage County, Hamilton County. Um, what do we want? The newest, the oldest? What are we interested? Uh, let's in? do the, the newest. One. The newest one. Okay. Uh, that would be Osage. Then uh, this is set uh, summer of 2016 at sunset by an anonymous writer. Uh, it's rather lengthy, but not as long as some of the other ones, so bear with me. I was driving home from doing some shopping in a nearby town. Um, I was all alone, just driving and listening to the radio. Uh, it was just before sunset on a beautiful summer. I was admiring the sky because it was such a bright orange. While driving through some S-curves, what is it with these wolf things and S-curves? While driving through some S-curves in the road, I made the first turn and saw some deer dart across the road. Immediately, I hit the brakes to slow down, not knowing if there were more to come out of the woods. On the opposite side of the road, it drops down a steep embankment to a farm field. Uh, I had slowed the car down and scanned the tree line for more deer. That's when this thing jumped out of the woods running after the deer. He landed in the middle of the road and cleared the rest of the road in his next stride. Uh, It's so hard to comprehend what I saw. It sounds like the descriptions that people uh, had had been claiming on here it was a gray figure with short with a short sleek coat i did not see a tail on the creature it was on all fours and was the same height as the deer Uh, his head was very odd it looked like a dog head with cropped pointed ears but he had a short muzzle Uh, he briefly turned his head towards me when he crossed when he crossed and his eyes I wouldn't say they were glowing but they weren't normal animal eyes they were like dull ye- they were a dull yellow and they definitely stood out his body was really conf- uh, confused his body is what really confused me because the way it moved was like a human um uh, when it's like the way a human would move when it's trying when they are trying to run on all fours. This is this is a rough one. Um, it's it's gait looked lazy. I don't I don't. In other words, anyone, the way the way it was moving, it didn't look like it was moving like it was really intent on something. 
Oh, thank God. Uh, like he was just kind of loping across the road. Uh, it was very muscular on the front end, but had a very thin, almost sickly-looking abdominal area and hind legs. Once he was across the road, I lost sight of him over the embankment. I was so confused as to what I saw, I didn't tell anyone right away, for fear they would think I was crazy. I had been searching for answers since then, but I came up with nothing. I eventually told my husband and one close friend, uh, but neither of them had heard anything that matched my description. I'm still 100% sure about what I saw. It was a dogman. But it was the only thing that I've come across that sounds reasonable, cl- reasonably close to what I saw. Well, I've got a dogman right here in front of the camera. Oh, man. Yeah, if only the rest it's of us could stripey. see yeah, he's over here visiting. But uh, so I guess uh, you have a dogman over there, Rick, up in your area, up in Kansas. So that's and uh, he made a comment there for you, Dylan, on the on the page uh, on uh, your pronunciation of uh, where that took place. I'm not going to try it because I don't want him to make fun of me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did did he make fun of me? Is that, is that oh, wait, 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 wait. Sue says, Sue says, obviously, we don't have these strange animals in Australia. How many did you just read from Australia? Two. We two. read two from Australia. Australia is infested with strange animals. And, and, and how many more were there in Australia? There were, it was only those two. But to be fair, this website, um, it's... There are some states that don't have any. Most states only have one or two. Um, and, yeah, worldwide, I mean, the fact that they had two is a big deal. See, so, um, uh, Sue, I think you might uh, want to look over your shoulder while you're walking around see, at night. I was hoping that there was going to be someone from London so I could, like, start singing the Werewolves of London. No, well, and there quick, isn't a story what, what, from London. What does, it show, what does it show as far as uh, these things in Louisiana? Uh, let me look here. Uh, L, 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 L. Louisiana. Okay. There's Jefferson Parish and Rapides Parish. Uh, so let me see which one's newer here. Oh, this one's a book. All right. Let's, uh, let's look at the other one. Um, please don't be another book. All right. They're both books. One is from June of 1987. Look at the other this. one is from, look, look at I this. Aruga, how, how how the hell do you spell that? You would ask me that, wouldn't you? What, what, what do I look like? Aruga-ru. Okay, I'm Aruga-ru. guessing on this. You better not be, this better not be like a Satan or something. It's Louisiana um, porn. It is R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U. Okay, let me look this up then. R-O-U. R-O-U-G-A-R-O-U. Okay. Louisiana's Cajun Werewolf. Oh, God. Why is the writing on this website so small? Okay. um, Bear with me here. Uh, The Arugaroo is known as the Loop Guru. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I Um, I did this on purpose because I want to hear you speak Cajun, Dylan. 
it's it's usually Louisiana's bayou dwelling werewolf. It was a, it is a prominent figure in Cajun folklore. It is most often described as having a human body with the head of a wolf of dog, with glowing red eyes and razor sharp teeth. Variations also associate with the animals, such as pigs, cows, chickens, um, due to the fact that wolves are not seen in the area. Um, the arugaru is often also associated with a skunk ape. Or the Honey Island Swamp Monster. I've never heard of either of those. Swamp Ape sounds fun. Um, uh, or Skunk Ape. So, uh, likely due to another variation of the myth, which states that the creature is a shapeshifter that can change forms between human and animal at will. Uh, sometimes making it seem more like a swamp sasquatch than a werewolf. Uh, local stories say that the Aruguru roams the streets at night, antagonizing people to attack it. Uh, when the first drop of blood is drawn, they return to the human form and tell the attackers who they really are. If the witness tells anyone about the encounter within a year and a day, they will become an Aruguru themselves. Other variations say the Aruguru can turn their victims merely by making eye contact. And that is what the Aruguru is. Yep, that's it. It says here that it, it has an origin of the 16th century. Very interesting. So what is that? The 1500s? That's 16th, right? Correcto. Correcto. Thank you. Um, so do you guys want me to read this uh, this Louisiana <coughs> dogman encounter then? No, nah, I think we're good. We're good? <laughs> but, uh, well, I think that's going to be about it for the show now. I think Whee! we've got... Uh, let me let me double check my time here. So, um, let me do my final yep. thought. Uh, I would just like to say my final thought for this week is: please, God, don't have the big Quincy read people's awful writing. Okay, um, people, learn how to spell. Oh my God, you're making it hard for me. And then, like, you don't put punctuation where there should be punctuation. There were commas, so a comma means pause. So if you hear me pause. It's because someone put a comma where there shouldn't be a comma, so I pause and then continue, and it doesn't make sense. It makes me look bad, but I'm telling you, it's not my fault. I'm rather, uh, you know, I'm I'm rather well versed in the reading arts. <laughs> All righty, Renee, what's your final thoughts? Beware of the tough man. Oh God, come <laughs> on! Where was London? Uh, woo! <laughs> All right. No, my final thoughts are, we were talking about reincarnation. You guys and girls out there, do some reading. It is fascinating, fascinating reading on reincarnation. Eddie's, Eddie's right. There's lots of stories out there about little kids talking about their past lives. And usually around the age of six or seven, uh, the kids start, start forgetting about their past lives. So if you want to try a little fun experiment, go ask your little kids, your little kiddos, and see if they're remembering anything. Don't in their heads first just kind of ask them about it maybe you guys will come up with something really cool and if y'all do call us back and be on the show absolutely that sounds like a great idea renee so if y'all have any uh, luck with uh gaining any uh, information we'd like to hear about it so uh definitely get back with us on that so with that in mind everybody we uh, want to say we appreciate you being with us tonight uh sorry about all the technical difficulty we had at the beginning uh, of course that's uh, a norm for us as you all are well aware if you've been listening to us <laughs> at least once or twice uh because we never miss a time when we everything goes smoothly <laughs> ever so uh 
Gotta love technology. But with that in mind, everybody, take care. We appreciate you being with us. Stay safe, you know, and we'll be back again next Thursday. And uh, so if you can think of something you want to talk about or a special guest you might want to hear from, let us know. Uh, we'll like to reach out to them. If you want to be a special guest on the show, let us know. We'd love to have you on as well. And uh, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Take care. That all.